0: And welcome to the last episode of the season of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald. I am at Bob McDonald on Twitter, and I am also writing at uh, campuspressbox.com. And with me one more time, Jimmy Lemke. Hello.
1: Hello, everybody. It is a it's a nice day. It's a nice, nice Day outside, it's a nice day inside. This is Thursday evening. It's a uh, it's a beautiful day uh, here in Milwaukee. So uh, I'm I can't wait to get this last podcast started.
0: All right, and unfortunately in Cleveland it's quite the opposite. It's whatever pick a pick a pick a precipitation and basically it'll be the right answer. So <laughs> um,
1: I, I'm having a that's all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, thank you. All right. And, uh, we're at fourlights.fm. That's our, that's been our host this whole season. Um, and you know, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever you can find podcasts. So that's where we are. So, um, so you can catch all of all, all of the past episodes and including this last one, which is going to be chock full of stuff. The season is over, but it just seems like it keeps going because there's so many changes. So many, so many changes, including uh, some new head coaching departures and some new ones coming in. Um, so let's just right out of the box, Jimmy. You know, we had the, we'll go with the first one that got hired. Uh, Wright State has, it snatched away, um, snatched away a South Dakota stage head coach. Scott and Nag- apparently, uh, yeah, Scott Nagy, who made it into the, who made it to the, uh, who who got it? Got the uh, Jackrabbits to the uh, to the NCAA tournament this year. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing the uh, South Dakota State uh, earlier in the season. Uh, they were at the with in the Cancun Challenge and uh, played Cleveland State and just ran them up and down the gym. I think they won by double digits. So they are one of the best teams in in the Summit League, and Wright State was able to grab them.
1: We're very familiar with uh, with Scott Nagy in South Dakota State in Milwaukee. Um, In, I want to say, in Jeter's 11 years, we played them uh, six games. Um, There was one home and home, uh, a a two-for-two that was scheduled in about, I want to say 2007, uh, when they were still a provisional D1 team, and then just recently, uh, we swept him in a couple games a few years, a couple years back um, in Nate Walters' junior and senior years. Um, I will say this um, a lot of us gave Bob Grant a lot of crap, and I think rightfully so, because I think it was very personal, his firing of Billy Donlin. Um, but when you fire a head coach, you're, the whole reason behind it, if they are close to being very successful, you have to have justification for it. And mm-hmm. the point is, is that Wright State was in the title game three out of the last four years. They won twenty games almost every year. Um, Billy Donlin had the the program right on the cusp. And in the Horizon League, in a one bid conference, it's really unfortunate that, you know, all these coaches are getting fired. But if you're going to fire somebody like that, you have to replace them with somebody who's a home run hire. And Scott is not a home run hire. He's a grand slam hire. This is a guy yes. who is winning well over 60% of his games. He had been at South Dakota State for 20 years. Uh, he, was, he had built a program up while they were in, in D2. And then when they moved into Division one. He lost pretty handily for six years, and then once he finally got going, he really got going, and he's turned South Dakota State into the success in Division One that it was in Division Two. And the funny thing is that a guy who's been there for twenty some odd years, and you think you're getting somebody who's very old or you know kind of towards the end of his career, he's forty nine, so. Hmm. Wright State has got a guy who's a riser, and they've done, uh, they did a hell of a job hiring the the, the next basketball coach, and Scott yeah. Nagy stepping into a good situation. They return a couple good players, but I don't think we can expect them to really get going for real for a couple years. Um, that's not to say they won't contend for a title next year. You don't know, you know, if anybody, if Scott Nagy's going to pull in any late. Late recruits, uh, I think as graduate transfers become more prevalent, especially this season, um, the possibility of a new coach getting a couple of those kids or at least one of those kids is much higher. So I think Wright State might be able to uh, win immediately, but I one thing I am almost ninety-five percent certain on is that they will win in the long run. That's a program that's yeah. got a great got a great arena. They've got a good practice facility. They've got a great coach. They have support from donors. Their, their athletic director took a gamble, and I'm not sure I'm really on his side because I think it was pretty personal, but it is what it is. He's, they, they're in, and they're in Dayton where they only have the flyers to look up to. So I think Wright State mm-hmm. has the right concoction they need To really get it going, so I'm I'm very, very happy to see at least one of these programs in this conference going in the right direction, and
0: yeah, I I I I, think I'm Bob Grant um well you'll never you'll never be able to reply you'll never be able to tell him that because you got blocked i can say say it on your behalf because you know uh, apparently i was never incendiary enough to get blocked by him on twitter so i can yeah. feel free to pass along your you know pass along what you 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 just said so i'm I'm sure that i'm sure that will resonate through because like, yeah, I, 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 that'll get you blocked too <laughs> Uh, you know what? You know what? If he was gonna block me, he would have blocked me a while ago. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that is, and the the one thing that I found that was rather noteworthy is I saw kind of what he was what he was making at Sa- uh, South Dakota State and what he was offered at Wright State. And it is. I think he's he's going to make twice as much as he was making in South Dakota State. And he was uh, there for twenty some odd years.
1: Something like one hundred and seventy-two thousand at, at at South yeah, Dakota and State. Yeah, I think he's.
0: I think he's getting. And apparently, as as I as I looked at, as I understand it, he's going to be making north of four hundred.
1: North of five hundred. Right,
0: state. North of five hundred. I heard yeah. right – so,
1: uh, More than five hundred grand. Um, that might that might be including all, all
0: incentives.
1: Yeah. So that typically
0: typically that's kind of how that goes.
1: Yeah.
0: But I find that interesting because of the fact we've had this conversation about the, you know, about the summit league and and the horizon league. And this is an interesting example of the best, definitely one of the best summit league coaches by far. Um, the Horizon yeah. League was Horizon League team was able to get the one of the top coaches in the Summit League, so well, maybe I mean, maybe it's a sign. Maybe you know things might. Maybe this was just a down year. Maybe it was an aberration. You know, maybe you know things could look up. All yeah, I'm
1: saying, so, I mean, saying. to um, South Dakota State was a very good coach, and he ended up at Ohio. So I don't think that I don't think that the Summit League. You know, being a great son of the coach gets you to the top level right away. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that Wright State will get at least a good three or four years out of Scott sure. you know, if, he, if he's there longer, maybe it just takes him a little longer to get it going. I mean, once they turn mm-hmm. to D1, when, when South Dakota State got to D1, it took him a few years. So maybe, but obviously the Ohio recruiting ground is much, 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 much deeper than, you know, Dakota, yeah. where – Really fishing around Iowa and it uh, is. Yeah, so I, but I, he I, was able know, to make I'll...
0: it work though. I mean he but he was able to make it if he's able to make it work and be able to create a program of the caliber that South Dakota State is in South Dakota, I can almost yeah. imagine what he's gonna be able to do in in the in the Dayton area, let alone the rest of Ohio. Um Yeah. It is, it really is. Um, I, I'm sure that the, by the way, I'm sure the folks at the Dayton Daily News who created their own little list of potential candidates is, is sad because, um, he wasn't on any, uh, he wasn't on that list at all. So, uh, maybe, if, maybe, uh, uh, maybe, uh, maybe kind of not watch, pull like, it out of the hat next time, guys. I, I think the
1: Daily News basically just kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think, I think, I don't think they're, should...
0: it's it just, yeah. I don't. In terms of credibility, I'm not sure it really makes much of a difference because I think I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, Wright State fans have a relatively low opinion of the Dayton Daily News as it is. I'm sure their little list didn't It didn't help matters any. And the fact that you know they a guy named guy like Scott Nagy, who wasn't even on that list, and is actually is probably one of the best hires that they you know the best person they could possibly get for the job. I, I think it's hilarious.
1: Could have possibly hired a better coach unless they were willing to start shilling out seven hundred and fifty grand, eight hundred thousand, you know, a million. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I, with with Wright State, oh. uh, it's it's funny that like you know they complain about the Dayton Daily News all the time even before this because Wright State's the one school in the conference that actually gets consistent coverage throughout the year, let alone the season. Um, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Daily News, you know, you could you will see. Coverage of Wright State basketball in you know June and August, um, it may not be like real real big you know crushing breaking news or anything, but they get they get coverage. Whereas you know yeah. here in Milwaukee, there in Cleveland, most of the bigger cities in the Horizon League, you know we we have to basically fight just to get you know any kind of column inches during the season. So it's kind of funny that. It's kind of funny that Dayton Daily News, which should be covering Wright State as at least its second most, considering that, you know, Dayton isn't a better conference. uh, But Ohio State is a couple hours down the road. You'd think that Wright State would get better coverage, and they do. But then again, where the hell did this list come from? It looks like a list that somebody who's a Dayton fan just decided to, like, Throw out there. And say,
0: <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. I mean, that's that's what. But you know, it's over now. They got their guy. Um, and, and speaking of getting their guy, Jimmy, we can we, we, we can now go to Milwaukee. Now has their own coach. They have La, Laval Jordan.
1: Laval Jordan uh, is for
0: yeah. for those of for those scoring at home. If the name Laval Jordan sounds familiar, former Butler yeah. player. Uh, yeah. Who spent? Uh, who last year was one of the who was a was an assistant at uh, Michigan State. So he's been um, up, he's been um, at Michigan.
1: no Michigan, not Michigan State. Um, oh
0: yeah, so, Michigan. See, uh, see, I, th- that's uh, Bryn Forbes's fault right there. That keep got Michigan State on the brain.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Let's not think about Bryn Forbes. His career is over. Uh, yeah, uh, well, well Valvin, after uh, after he played at Butler, he. I believe it was a graduate assistant. Uh, he he got on staff at Butler. was with it Was with Butler pretty much through the Lighter years. Became an assistant mm-hmm. coach at Iowa when when Licklider went to Iowa. The,
0: yeah, I no, don't remember that.
1: Uh, Licklider never got it going at Iowa. Uh, he ended up he ended up leaving that staff, going to Michigan, and I, I I I think it happened when he got fired. Was it four or five years ago? And without. Yeah. Michigan since he's worked he worked as an assistant mainly with the guards um i have talked to a few coaches uh, i have talked to a couple guys who have worked with him uh and they say that he uh he works with the with the bigs more than people know but he's mainly a guards guy um he's he what what they, what they were saying to me is that he's not like just a guards guy he knows how to coach the coach the bigs and he has done so, you know, pretty well from what you know what mm-hmm. people who have worked with him have told me. Um, we know that Butler fans wanted Laval Jordan when Brad Stevens went to the Celtics. So mm-hmm. for me for me, I I I like that in and of itself because if those Butler fans have that high of a view of him, he must be a pretty dang good player. And Butler as we also, even. well they 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 do things in a, in a great way and yeah i mean in the way that
0: and that's that's actually very telling that you mentioned that that um that transition um from brad stevens um you, you mentioned that and then you mentioned the idea of them wanting a Val jordan um and knowing the the, the 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 history of Butler basketball as we know it, and a lot of they're they're real big on hiring internally and you know next man up and and all that. And it's very it's very telling to me at least that for all the you know next man up, they wanted Laval Jordan to be that guy. Knowing the history of Butler, that's that that's that's an interesting. That's an interesting thing. I I'll, I'll be honest with you. Ever since uh, they, Butler left the uh, Horizon League, I haven't really been paying too much attention to them. So, um, good catch on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very happy with it. Um, I know that our fan base really wanted to get somebody who had already had head coaching experience. Um, they really. Oh, by the way, it is official because the MKE Panthers Twitter account 20 minutes ago put it out there. There you
0: go. So, um, so, so it uh, yeah. So at uh, what is? So is it uh, eight forty 840, eight forty five Eastern Standard Time or seven forty five Central Time on on April seventh, two thousand sixteen? Laval Jordan is officially named the Milwaukee head coach.
1: Yeah, I, 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 a, a lot of a lot of our fans really wanted uh, to, uh, Jeter to be replaced by a guy who's uh, been a head coach. Has one yeah. uh, at, at a lower level, whether it's a low major, a division two or a division three. Um, we knew that they were going to be spending less for Jeter's replacement, so they were expecting it was going to be more towards the D two D three thing. Um, I had mm-hmm. noted that. I had noted that Amanda Braun, the AD, was following Tom Billiter, the head coach at Augustana, on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. we, we were. Po- well, I pointed that out on my on our message board at PantherU.com. I pointed that out before the tournament was over, before Augustana even lost, you know, Augustana won the Division Two tournament this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Tom Pelleter guy, you know, was somebody that a lot of our fans wanted Um there's a guy who
0: for- If I'm not mistaken, I think uh, uh, in, in an interesting twist of fate, by the way, I think Billiter is being na- is is being kicked around as a name to ironically replace uh, Scott Nagy over at South Dakota State. If I'm not mistaken,
1: I mean that that would be su- it's such a great puzzle fit, and from what coaches have told me, uh, that n- is that Nagy and Billiter have a very good relationship. So my guess is that Nagy will be. My my guess is that Billiter is pretty much like the perfect jigsaw puzzle piece, and that Nagy might have sure. been willing, on you know, to get Billiter that spot. Um, for me, uh, what what people really wanted to avoid, you know, the people that didn't want another Rob Jeter, people didn't want sure. a uh, a t- highly touted recruiter as an as, an assistant coach, who's young, like they wanted experience. And they really wanted experience. The, the youth was okay, but they really wanted experience as a head coach and they wanted somebody who would won championships. And because it's, it's what's worked for us before, you know, Bo Ryan didn't mm-hmm. win a lot here in his two years, but he won a lot more than his predecessor, Rick Cobb in the two years. And then obviously he did what he did afterwards. And he had won a four division three titles at Platteville in Wisconsin. Um, Bruce Pearl, mm-hmm. Is our best who has gotten taken us to our you know mountaintop of the sweet sixteen. He was a division two national championship winning coach at Southern Indiana. So we really wanted to have well not we, I should say a lot of our fans wanted to have somebody who had that kind of pedigree or that kind of resume come in and take a job. I personally um, I know that a lot of the, a lot of the problems for Milwaukee uh, have nothing to do with the coach. So for me, the coach is a good hire. Um, if, if he can get the person, the, the people who need to support the program to support the program. And that's, so, so we have a lot of systemic problems that, that need to be fixed for Laval Jordan to succeed as our coach. Um Laval Jordan uh, is like the others that were on Jeff Goodman's list. Um, actually, mm-hmm. Laval Jordan wasn't even on Jeff Goodman's list. La- no, he wasn't. I yeah, um, I,
0: didn't see l- I don't remember Laval yeah. Jordan being on on Goodman's list. I don't remember them being on I there.
1: A recruiter at a high major, and that's what Rob Jeter was. So that's why people were trying to go. In fact, Akeem Springs. On Twitter this morning, even posted a, a couple a picture of the two of them next to each other, and was like, "Does anybody see what I'm seeing? Because Laval Jordan and Rob Jeter actually look a lot alike. Um, I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're, <laughs> but I mean, they just they look like the, Like Jeter looks like he could be his older brother, and so it's just it's just really funny for for that for that. So I know that some of our fans were disappointed. To not see this uh, a lower head coach get the job, um, I had been told by people. Now
0: let me ask you this: This is actually a very important. This is a this is a question that I need to pose to you because, given kind of the the way this is kind of gone, you know, kind of the entire way this is kind of played out in Milwaukee, because um, yeah. obviously there there there's there's some. There's still a little, you know, some lingering things going on. So, um, you know, what is it? What does this particular what is this? Does that does the hire um, help in any way, shape or form? Or are we are you still looking in the situation in Milwaukee where th- there's going to still be some unanswered? There's going to be some unanswered questions, some unaddressed concerns as yet. I mean, that's that's kind of the question that I have.
1: Definitely unaddressed concerns. Um, okay. remember how I was going through how Scott Nagy is just one part of how has everything lined up the right way? Milwaukee uh-huh. doesn't have everything lined up the right way. Um, Laval Jordan looks to be uh, uh, uh he like he could be a very successful coach, on Can the other me? hand, he is one cog in a machine. And John Calipari had given an interview to the sporting news preview uh, <laughs> when he was in Memphis. This is years and years ago. And he, he made this, he said this line that it takes a village for a program to succeed. And while mm-hmm. the idea that Memphis, well, it took a village at Memphis and not a bag of cash is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. When yeah. he's talking about how a mid-major needs to succeed, the line, the line rings true. You need an athletic, you need uh, support staff, you need uh, assistant coaches, you need donors, you need fans, you need season ticket holders, you need um, you need the area AAU and head coaches at high, uh, coaches at high schools. You need people all on board. You need uh, the academic side of the university. All you know, starting with. Starting with lecturers and all the way up to the chancellor, everybody needs to do their part for this to be successful. And for you know, I'm not saying that some lecturer needs to you know pick up a shovel and start digging you know for the practice facility. Some for some of these people, it's as their contribution can be as little as not slamming the university or not slamming basketball while they while they talk to other people in. Everyday conversation, it, it but uh, but for Laval Jordan to succeed, those people need to do their thing. But all the way up to the sure. chancellor and the athletic director and all these people need to have ever all the dar- their ducks in a row, because otherwise he's not going to be able to succeed at the level that he could possibly succeed at. So Laval Jordan, I am very excited. I'm very I'm uh, very excited to meet him. I've never met the guy uh, from. I know that I, I still talk to our now previous coaching staff and some guys who have worked on our staff and universally, they all say that Laval Jordan's a great coach, um, uh-huh. that he will, he will be, he'll do a great job. You know, if the, if he gets the support they didn't get, um, huh. the last part is my line. That's not their line. Um, yeah. but they, they, okay. they also, he's a good coach and a good pick. So, um, Yes, I do think that Laval Jordan will be good. I think that I, – I, I still believe that uh, – and this comes from a – obviously you and I and maybe myself and other people who are around our program come from different angles. Um, there a lot of um, – this is not a Bob Grant having a – you know, having a, maybe a personal problem with the basketball coach. Um, this was a much uh, – this, this one's rooted much deeper – um, sure. Much, much stronger. Uh, Mana Braun needs to go. Uh, I don't know if that. <laughs> uh, I, I think she just needs to get out of the university overall. But uh, mm. you know, I'd love to give her a non renewal. Send her somewhere else so she could run out the clock on her contract. Mm. Show her the. Um, you know, I, I, if you go to PantherU.com, the latest story, I haven't posted on Laval Jordan yet because. I had a very busy uh, day off today with my wife. Um, but if you go ah. to the headline article is Amanda man is not a racist. <laughs> um,
0: oh, Jesus. <laughs> I never
1: thought I'd write it before, but uh, it was something that people had brought up chief among them. State Senator Lena Taylor at the press conference when Amanda Braun announced the firing of Jeter. She Proclaim that she she accused Braun of being racist in her decisions. Um, mm. Now I I don't I never believe for a second that Amanda Braun was truly racist. But read the article or not an article it's a read the blog post. There's a reason there's a reason why um, Amanda Braun needs to go. In fact, there's a laundry list of reasons, and that's mm. you know that's, that's a pretty good. We only have forty five right. minutes. I, I don't want to say uh, that. There's my. Yeah, my especially
0: since, since Valpo, since we, we got to talk about Valpo. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. for the first time in nearly 30 years, a Drew is not going to be the head coach at Valpo. Bryce Drew has made his, has finally taken the leap, taken the plunge, and went to Va- Vanderbilt. And to Valpo's credit, they did not mess around. They absolutely did not mess around in finding his replacement, and you knew they, they you know, when when you move that quickly, you know they're they're going to promote from Um and they went with Matt Lodich.
1: Yeah, he's he's. I mean, staying in house. You, you you mentioned how Butler did that. Um, Valpo yeah. staying in-house with Matt Lodich. That's a good pick. Um, Stanford alum. He's he's not as highly touted as a recruiter, but as an X's and O's coach. So I'm really, uh, I'm really happy that Valpo got a got a guy who can really keep the you know he he won't have as much of a uh, learning curve, or at least his resume would suggest he doesn't have as much of a learning curve. Sure.
0: Not to mention the fact that obviously, with, with given the lineup that Valpo has coming back next year. Um, I think he's really going to, you know, he already knows what he has. So X is a nose for Valpo next year is exactly what they need. And I think, um, you know, the rest of it, um, the rest of it, he is going, it looks like, um, it, it looks like, uh, Luke Gore is still going to remain on the staff. I think, uh, Oh, who did Bryce Ruth take with him? I can't even remember his name right now. Um, I'm sorry. Who? It's, it's
1: roger powell the former illinois yeah. player
0: yeah roger yeah because roger powell was thought of to be in the mix but it looks like powell is going with bryce drew i, I guess i guess the, an amicable split I, it looks like bryce is uh, bryce drew is taking uh powell with him gore staying with Lodic. everybody's happy well
1: it's i'm i'm happy for them because yeah you want to be able to promote from within if at all possible, Uh because you have that continuity. A new coach comes in, will totally turn the place upside down because they're not part of the last, you know, the last staff, you know, a lot of it shall come in and it'll really be about strengthening what they had under Bryce. Um, he's Mm -hmm. going to have the long leash that Bryce had, even though Bryce never Mm -hmm. needed to have a long leash. Um, I'm actually kind of disappointed with Bryce. Um, not, not the leaving itself. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. that happened. I know that Bryce wanted to win in the NCAA tournament before going on. But Valpo mm-hmm. did everything to do and got the door shut on them this year. So I think it was a matter of looking, at, looking in the mirror and saying, Am I ever going to be able to do it here? And mm-hmm. if, if Bryce does fail down the road, I don't think the door is ever really closed. But yeah. it's kind of surprising to me. Um it's kind of surprising to me that he he's he hasn't he hasn't called. Um I somebody mentioned that he hasn't contacted Michael Ozopoff or Paul Oren of the Northwest Indiana Times. Um
0: Really? He- really? So I no kidding.
1: Saw somebody tweet that at them. And was oh, a puff I get because he's still relatively new, but Paul Oren is a guy who was there not long after Bryce graduated and has uh-huh. been since. I mean he was a student, he graduated, he came back here to Milwaukee for a few Paul's from you know a few miles from where I am, where I live. Oh, okay. So so Paul Oren is a, Val- a Valpo Velpo guy. He was in mm-hmm. Milwaukee for a couple of years, went back to Velpo. He's a he's a teacher. For their for their journalism, he covers mm-hmm. the basketball team. Uh, if he wasn't a covering the team, he would be one of its biggest fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this is a guy who Bryce should know very very well from being you know sure. around ten years plus. And mm-hmm. he called him, and uh, I, really? I just it's it's just that's weird. Of, that's. I've heard a couple things besides that. Um, the, the other thing that really bothers me about, it, from Bryce's point of view, is there was a report today that I saw that said that that Bryce's camp was reaching out to Vanderbilt while the NIT was still going on.
0: Ah. While, okay.
1: While his team was still playing in the NIT he had floated his name out to Vanderbilt or not, maybe not he, but maybe somebody in his camp was talking to Vanderbilt. And that just, that just bothers me so much because what would have happened? How, how would you feel if you were Alec Peters or Vashil Fernandez or Keith Carter, how would you feel if you were one of those players and that story, if that hadn't broken today, but had maybe broken two weeks ago while they're in the middle no con, of the yeah. How would you feel about that? Um, I know that I mean, he was,
0: uh, his name was already, well, even during the NIT his name was getting kicked around everywhere around the country. If you know, so um, you know, the, I, which he understand, I understand because you know, it's Bryce Drew. He's, you know, he, his name's going to get kicked around everywhere. Um, but the fact that this is, this kind of came out, that's, that's kind of interesting to me that that, that, would, that would actually come to pass, really. And um, I don't know.
1: It's, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it just it seems to me to be, if it's true that Bryce's camp was floating out, you know, putting feelers out to Vanderbilt while he was coaching in the NIT, that bothers me um, more than I thought. And uh, I I don't hold any ill will. It just it just it just kind of makes me a little disappointed. And yeah. I feel bad because they invested so much—not um, not the money, but the the hopes and dreams of that program were based on Bryce. A lot like mm-hmm. the people really started to put their faith in Brad. And it just wasn't the. It just it just didn't ring, quite. It, it didn't ring true because you knew eventually Bryce was gonna leave. But yeah, would have hoped that number one, it would have been, you know, his team was done playing. Uh, okay. I so Vanderbilt and Georgia, you know, the Georgia Tech was the other one that he had been rumored for. You've got a lot of people that are. A lot of schools were still open. Sure open at the end of the NIT. So if you really... Sure. If your name was one they wanted to hire, you could have, uh-huh. you know, you could have put out feelers and you could have said, look, um, can, we, can we talk about it after my team is... Or, or just said, look, look, I'm, I, I, may, I may be interested, but we're still playing. Something along those okay. lines. And I, I know I, I, I know how those players could have felt because I had to, I, I talked with a lot of our alumni, and the night before the Sweet 16 game with Illinois in 2005, a couple of a uh, player told me that a couple of guys were getting ice at the uh, at the hotel ice machine in the hallway. Uh-huh. Saw some Tennessee people lurking around. So, uh-huh. and they were telling they told me that. Because we, were, we had been talking, this was years ago, but they were telling me about how it kind of messed, he t- told me it was messing with his head and the head of the other guy that he was with. Um, mm-hmm. that really, to, to, to know that that guy went into the game, he actually had a pretty poor game in the Sweet 16. To hear that and then hear this story, it just kind of reminds me of that. So I, I, I really hope that's not the case. I hope it was false. Um I've always thought very highly of Bryce. Um, he's a very, very good person with very good character from everything every encounter that I've ever had with him. i really, um, really enjoyed the, the, you know, his company, you know, in the brief moments that I had it. And I really hope to it's
0: actually. Um, hmm. on yeah. watch
1: the guy. Give him the reins, let's see what he's
0: doing. Yeah, I think so. So yeah. Um well, I mean, yeah, and I, I and like I said, yeah, I I really can't re- I can't really speak to the whole. I honestly didn't think but I honestly didn't think Vandy was a, a Vanderbilt was a was was the type of position. I, I thought it might there might be something else. Maybe I I don't know. I I, I don't really maybe I don't kind of get the whole appeal of Vanderbilt as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, you know, maybe it's cause it's in the sec and it's not, you know, it's not Mississippi state. I don't know, but, um, but well, it say, is what it is.
1: Yeah. I would say this about Vanderbilt or, or well, Bryce and Vanderbilt is that Bryce is a very, is, is uh Bryce is very religious and his family is yeah. very, the, the Drew family, is a very spiritual family, so Vanderbilt mm-hmm. being one of those schools, you know, in Nashville, I think that I think oh, that yeah. part of the calling was that you could go to a school, or mm-hmm. you know, which is which is like like Valparaiso, a school where you're safe to really be open with your faith.
0: 2016. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely.
1: It's not the case in a lot of places. I know that. No. Um, sometimes when I'd see Rob Jeter or one of our players praying on the sideline you'd see somebody sometimes it would be one of our own fans and they kind of give a little look like not like not like uh, disappointment but a little bit of leeriness uh, I think that, that may see, happen yeah. I think that exists. Well, as-
0: I have to. T- well, that's interesting. You meant, that's that's strange that you mentioned that because you know you you uh, you know that's that's an interesting dynamic and you know you you know you know with Cleveland State with Gary Waters that's a lot. That's like literally the cornerstone of what he's about. I mean, every every press conference, you know, he he's you know he praises he you know you know he praises God even even winning the loss. You know that's what he does. I mean that's how deeply religious he is. So you know, well, I I kind of I kind of you know I'm sorry.
1: So you want to see it deeply religious? Go look at Tracy Dildy's Twitter account. The former UIC assistant who's the head coach of Chicago State. Go look at his. Twitter mm-hmm. It's,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, there's, there's always this. Uh, I, that's a, I, I just find, that, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I get the, I get the, I get the connection, you know, some of, the, some of the connections that there are there. So I mean, it's not, you know, I, I see, I've seen it. Well, so it's it's not it's not something i look sideways at because you know i i've i'm so i i've seen it and i've you know i you know i've seen kind of the way you know the diversity of you know faith as it were within well, not within not just within you know the horizon league but within sports in general so it's you know it, it, it's it's to me it's kind of something i see and it's like okay that's great
1: i think the pull for bryce. I think that I think I think it was it, for for Bryce, the, the, the Vanderbilt was a school where where faith is embraced and uh, where where faith was embraced by mm-hmm. you know maybe not universally but by quite a lot of people where you can be very open and you know pursuant to that and, and like Velpo, I think that played a big part in it. I wouldn't say I, I'm not saying that Mississippi State is not um, Mississippi State is also yeah. not the Vanderbilt is, but you you can recruit a high character kid. Um, sure,
0: there, of course we can. There
1: are a yeah. lot of things you can do at private schools also that you can't do at public mm-hmm. schools. So I would I would that's part of it. Um, but I will say this: um, I wish him the best of luck. Luck, just like I wish you know. Just like I wish Billy Donlin the best of luck wherever he ends up. Um, I wish Rob Jeter the best of luck wherever he ends up. Obviously, you know, that's a little more closer to me than, you know, the other guys. But it's it's funny to me that, you know, a lot of these guys who are head coaches in this conference, and these coaching staffs, the Valpost staff, Milwaukee staff, the Wright State staff, um, these these were very close coaching staff. Uh, they mm-hmm. They – knew each other very well so it's interesting mm-hmm. to see walk on um yeah. obviously so the yeah.
0: so yeah so um well jimmy we we've got we've got a little lesson you know we we're getting really near the end of the road here um and wow we didn't even really talk a lot about ray McCallum uh getting bounced out of uh detroit um literally the worst kept uh, secret ever by the way um, but I guess, uh, you know, that, that whole search is going to keep going on forever and ever and ever. Um, I
1: expect Bacari Alexander to get that job. And if they don't, it'll be because Detroit couldn't, that sounds to be about it for me. Well, I, I think Bacari. Yeah, you
0: know. yeah. Um, and not Gary waters guys, not Gary waters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> waters Detroit is not going to they're not going to spend money and go get Gary Waters. I don't think.
0: I don't think that that's a. I can't. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Um. Somebody will have to explain that one to me at some point in time. But I. I. I can't see it. I mean, the only thing I can. I, I mean. I. I mean. Well, yeah. He recruits Detroit, but I mean. Yeah. All right. You know, he's. He's not. Le- he's not leaving Cleveland State. Uh, he he would have to yeah he'd have to take a I, he'd probably definitely he'd definitely have to take a pay cut to get the, go to Detroit and I don't even think John Perry would even give him permission to interview with Detroit a Horizon League rival because if he wanted to do that he can pretty much chuck his uh chuck his fat contract out the window so I don't think that's happening wow. you're, so, you're stuck with so uh,
1: it, it's been a nice season I, I'll say this for all Horizon League people that have been you know, that have, you know, caught on to the podcast and subscribe. You know, I, I'm I'm really happy. Make sure you subscribe, by the way, because we will be back next year.
0: Yes, we will be.
1: Maybe we'll do a summer, you know, maybe we'll do a summer one or one in the late spring or something, you know, just uh, maybe dabble here or there by, you know, a, a status update, you know, if you will, before next season starts. But I really wanted to say um, it was a very long season. It was a very <laughs> – it was very tumultuous. Season. Long, Jimmy,
0: your team didn't lose 23 games.
1: <laughs> and then fired our coach for some reason.
0: But, uh, yeah.
1: It, yeah, it's it just, I'm, I'm really happy that while coaches leave, and it looks like seven of the 10 coaches will be in their first or second year next season,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, while coaches leave, I, I'm very happy to say, that we're all still going to be here. Bob, you're going to be here. I'm going to be here. You know, fans like Derta is going to, you know, the big D's, whether you're talking about WSU or UIC, we're all here. And we're yes. you know, and upward. And, you know, I, I think, I think, it, I think the horizon league has better days ahead. Um, I'm really hopeful with that. I, I really think the horizon league has better days ahead. The hires of Negi and lotditch and and Jordan all uh give me hope. I think that the the horizon league is going to be strong moving forward and get better and hopefully um, you know hopefully we can you know get better sooner rather than later
0: <laughs> all right well um that's i guess i'm gonna get the last word on this one um it's been a hell of a season for us everybody i mean the ups the downs the man i gotta say i i when i when i we came up with this idea and you know look looked at this i was like oh, what the hell are we getting ourselves into but i gotta say this is this has been a fun ride for us and i'm looking forward to it next season so um thanks to, again thanks to everybody who is has who logged who has visited the podcast and you know we'll we're gonna be we're gonna wrap this up for this season but we are definitely gonna be looking forward to seeing all of you next year
1: yes thanks everybody take care
0: all right see ya and that my friends is that